Welcome to the Nod Late Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbley, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about Noble Animator, which is, well, let me give you some background with regards to Noble Animator. But before I begin talking about Noble Animator specifically, I just wanted to apologise for how hot the recent Ape Realities have been. Hot just means overly loud. I have a loud, somewhat projecting voice, and typically I just reduce the audio volume when I put out the podcast for the previous two. Through sheer laziness, uh, I haven't done that. So apologies for uh, folks who've had to turn down their iPods and other related MP3 players. It's probably a more natural indication of what it might be like actually being in my presence. But enough with regards to that. Another little footnote I want to make is that I've noticed recently, and this isn't related to most of the podcasts I listen to, but probably about a third of them are uh, struggling financially currently. And... For me personally, podcasting has always been a hobby. It's something that I put out for, for absolutely no money and try to minimize my own personal costs associated with it. And that's basically the streak that I've used. If you're listening to podcasts that are currently asking for money, please recommend that they use the Internet Archive. Please recommend that they downsize various aspects of the podcasting commitment because it is a hobby and it shouldn't cost the listeners. It really shouldn't even cost the podcast creators that much. But anyway, enough with regards to that. Let's talk a little bit about Noble Animator and how it all came together. So, for folks following me on Twitter, and I sent a message with regards to the Noble Ape developer mailing list recently about how it's strange that Twitter and Facebook seem to be my primary means of communicating Noble Ape development currently, not podcasts or the developer mailing list. But anyway, through Twitter, you will be following my integration of the Fierce Felines or reintegration of the Fierce Felines into the Noble Ape simulation. I got to the point where I was putting dots on the map associated with the Fierce Felines, different coloured dots, I think yellow and orange. From memory, I was testing the various colours in terms of stark contrast to the red dots, which represent the Noble Apes. And it just caught me that this was all getting a bit ridiculous, that basically these representations of these sentient moving interacting creatures as dots on a map just wasn't cutting it anymore and certainly wasn't cutting it with regards to you know where we are moving into the 2000 teens in the very near future so i thought to myself what do i need i need some kind of animation utility some kind of procedural animation utility now if you cast your mind back and maybe you don't know this because nova warfare wasn't really accepted particularly well the development of Noble Warfare had a three-dimensional voxel sprite animator, which was relatively useful at the time. It was never fully integrated into Noble Warfare, but it does exist. And I looked at the voxel sprite animator as a means, uh, maybe a starting point for this Noble Animator project in order to get kind of procedural animation into the Noble Lake simulation. However, unfortunately, I didn't really like the interface, and I started playing with a few interfaces, and I don't want to say it was Spore-inspired, because certainly the Spore Creature Creator wasn't really the inspiration associated with that, but I s returned to a single view as opposed to the traditional kind of three views plus rotation view that you get through kind of commercial CAD packages and these kind of things. Mainly because it was an interface that I thought would be easier for prototyping. I mean, really what I'm trying to do with all this stuff is just make prototyping very fast. The plan is to model the noble apes, the fierce felines, and the half a dozen or so plant types in the noble ape simulation through this means of uh, just kind of drawing and integrating 3D entities into the simulation. With the view that other things, insects, perhaps lizards, perhaps other things that exist in the noble ape simulation could be modelled at a later date, but really I wanted to do a kind of proof concept, and the apes, the cats, and the vegetation seem to be the right group to do this with. 
And I don't know how procedural that's going to be. I mean, really what I'm doing currently is just constructing the tool, which is just basically putting in a series of balls and sticks and uh, giving some kind of idea of how they may move. And that's really the level of functionality that I'm working with currently. Really, I'm still concentrating on the interface, just how to make the interface right. Obviously, there's a keyboard interface component with this as well. But then, of course, it's all going to be released open source. So that's part of it too. So I'm working on the interface currently. I want to make some YouTube clips in the near future, put them online, and hopefully start putting the source code online through SourceForge. And all this is being documented in parallel for the book projects that I talked about in the last state reality. Because I think actually integrating procedural creatures into an artificial life simulation and looking at how you can get some kind of genetic algorithm into play and these kind of things would make a very interesting chapter and certainly would make the third chapter that I'm writing for one of the particular books or maybe the second chapter for another. Who can tell? Certainly all this is being documented and written down because I think all this stuff is relatively doable. I mean, I don't think there's anything that's particularly hard here. But having done some of the legwork, it's always good to kind of document and put it out there as a means of others to pick it up uh, and run with it as well. And certainly, as with what has happened over the past year, there will be a considerable open source, a considerable discussion associated with Ape Reality and potentially even by it live, and then uh, chapters of a book project associated with it too. So kind of covering at least three separate areas uh, with regards to Novel Animator. In terms of time frames, uh, my wife is going away for a period of time in October, so my plan is to devote a good portion of that time, although I'll be working full-time in parallel, but to devote a good portion of that time into both working on Novel Animator and also uh, working on the book chapters. So you'll hopefully hear a couple more Ape Realities in the near future associated with this development, possibly some YouTube clips too, which I'll possibly put into the Ape Reality feed or find some other way of, of getting out there. There are a number of things that will be happening associated with getting 3D entities in the Noble Ape simulation, and really Noble Animator isn't the component that gets these entities into the simulation, it's just a means of creating that. That technology is yet to be defined. So my plan is possibly to use a Noble Ape file format or possibly an XML output uh, for Noble Animator. I think it makes slightly more sense to do XML output and then just write an acceptor on the Noble Ape simulation end in order to take the XML and, and make sense out of it. But that's my thinking currently with regards to Noble Animator. It's an interesting project. It's a project that's been a long time coming. A large part of it is actually contemporary computing. I could do a lot more, I don't want to say sloppy, but certainly I can throw ideas into something like Noble Animator and not be quite as concerned with regards to clock cycles. I produced a program called Polar Bear, which predates the Noble Ape simulation. I think it was 94 possibly when I created Polar Bear, maybe even 93. And that had similar elements, actually, to Noble Animator. I'm not sure what happened to the Polar Bear source code. It was released open source at the time, even though it was prior to the actual term open source. So the source code and other things were put out online. I think it was probably Think C3 uh, or something like that. So that exists out there on some site. I found it by chance in 2003. Uh, as I was looking for some other stuff, I found polar bear. So not a lot of real progression. Into, it's a monochrome. I should probably point that out as well. It's a monochrome interface uh, based on the GPI, which is another no, late 2003 technology. I think I talked about the last podcast, the generic platform interface, which means it'll be released simultaneously on Mac and Windows and potentially uh, Linux as well, just to get it out there. And the reason that I've gotten to this stage is because I finished uh, almost all the Cocoa related stuff. So really the backlog associated with Cocoa has been completed. 
The backlog associated with the feline is kind of in transit, waiting for these animated entities to enter in the simulation. And how all this is visualized, well, that will require a, a kind of engine too. So I'm going to have to develop that uh, in the future as well. It's an amazing thing, this artificial life hobby. It was something I wanted to talk about, actually, last both live. But the amount of time that can be spent and the amount of detail that goes into it is often lost. And the idea that we are fundamentally hobbyists in terms of our removal from um, kind of professional working community and we can just tinker away. Uh, folks who follow me on Facebook will have seen that I built a model railroad layout over the past couple of weekends and kind of continuing to add to that. And that is giving me a, a greater sense of the, you know, the way in which I develop artificial life too. It's kind of funny having a another hobby in, in parallel, which has elements of a, you know, a hobby that you've done for a number of years. And it's kind of strange because I've talked about it, this in Ape Realities prior, uh, that I've seen that there's this kind of linking between engineering hobbies and artificial life. That's my update for uh, for the Seeping's Ape Reality. If you want to get in contact with me, tom at noble8.com. If you search for tom at noble8.com through Facebook, you'll find me through Facebook as well. When you do befriend me, please put a little thing saying you're an Ape Reality listener or a Noble Ape user or something like that. I get befriended by a lot of people that I just don't know. It's all kind of strange. And it always helps if there's, if there's some message in the text associated with that. Similarly, emails anytime. I really do like getting emails from listeners and users of NobleApe. And, yeah, philosophical feedback, constructive feedback, whatever you want to say. Tom at NobleApe.com. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.